Balance Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Eckes, a serial entrepreneur and social media guru that has an infatuation with all things business related. On the show, we bring together brands, creators, and thought leaders to discuss the power of influence. Each episode is jam-packed with learnings, firsthand stories, and conversations from guests that truly have their finger on the pulse. Stay tuned as we dive into the stories and explore the impact they're making by getting under the influence. is a soul fire production. You guys, you are here. You have made it to yet another episode. And my God, is this one amazing. You guys, I cannot wait to bring you this episode because it has on the one and the only amazing, incredible, emotional, just out of this world people that I get to call one of my best friends. Today we have on Scout Sobel. She is the CEO of Scouts Agency and the founder of The Emotional Entrepreneur, which is a podcast and a best-selling book. She is also the co-host of the popular OK Says podcast. And let me just tell you, I have been friends for Scout for a couple of years and we have grown so close. She has seen me walk through some really hard shit and she's seen me rise above it and vice versa. I've seen Scout completely change leads and go from a creator to someone that decided that one day they were going to go ahead and start a PR agency that got women on podcasts. And being friends with her and having her in my space of entrepreneurship and being able to talk with her and grow with her and watch as we grow side by side has been such an incredible journey. There's no one that I trust more in the space and no one that I love to talk more about business with than her. So let's go ahead and get into it. Welcome back, Miss Scout Sobel to Under the Influence Podcast. Scout? Welcome back to Hello. Under the Influence Podcast. Oh my God, when I was a guest, we weren't even friends. Isn't that wild? We were like, I think Whitney's the coolest, and I know you were like, Scout is the coolest, but we hadn't made that intimate connection. No, yet. no. And I asked you to speak at my very first event. That is so incredibly wild to me <laughs> that you did that. I think your judgment reader was way fucking off. But you like, say this. Lauren, but... Lauren Bostick from the Skinny Confidential and Scout, who started blogging a year ago, I was like, I, I obviously I didn't know what it was before you yeah. invited me. It was my wedding that yeah. weekend, which is such a bummer that you weren't there, but you know, I... we were friends. <laughs> um, so you weren't invited at that point in my life. But um <laughs> Yes, yeah, still question you and your judgment. Okay, but do you though? Because after all the things that you've done, I actually had a really good radar. Okay. It was just early. You had good trend for <laughs> <laughs> Totally. Um, I'm a talent manager. <laughs> I am. Like I did, dude. That would have been that would have been a career choice for me. Okay, yeah. so let's take a step back. You have gone from blogging. Yes. To having a podcast. Yes. In fact, I'm pretty sure you were one of the first people I actually knew that had a podcast. Yes. It was called just Scout, right? Or by it Scout? Was, it was called Podcast by Scout. Podcast by Scout. And now you have an agency. Yes. Which I want to talk about because you launched your agency, correct, two years ago, three years ago? Over three years ago. Over three years ago. Okay. 
So I have had Ekis for five. So I had only maybe had two years on you a little bit, mm -hmm. but I want to talk about that as well as the book. Yeah. And so let's kind of go back to scout blogging. Yes. What led to an agency move? So I was uh, probably at that point, like 25, mm -hmm. 25. And I was in a little bit of a career shift. I was experiencing a little bit of burnout and didn't feel as if I was ready to go back and work for somebody else. Or yeah. And I had already caught the entrepreneurial bug at that point. I started a magazine at the age of 22 and it was in Barnes & Noble and had Halsey on the cover. So I felt as if I needed a year or two reassess where I was. Mm -hmm. And I started blogging because influencers were starting. And mm -hmm. I remember thinking that their lifestyle was amazing and their work from home capabilities were awesome. So I started blogging and the blog led me to start Podcast by Scout, which mm -hmm. I started that podcast because I lived next to a wholesale produce store. <laughs> I remember this. Up a media, like a podcast studio for yeah. fun. And so they were like, yeah, we'll produce yours for a year for free because we're just figuring this out. And so yeah. that's really how I got started in the podcast was because where I bought my groceries across the street <laughs> opened a podcast studio and they did it for me for free. So I did podcast by Scout um, for about a year and I didn't treat it like a business because, and I really stand by this for any of the entrepreneurs listening, everything was done for me. So I wasn't as invested in the project. Mm -hmm. I think in the beginning, you doing everything is, it like roots you in mm -hmm. to the business in a way. And so about probably a year into it, I was with my sister. Mm -hmm. We were at the Ojai Valley Inn and Spa, a couple rosés deep for her birthday, had a massage by the pool. And I literally didn't have a podcast episode. I'm going to just go real fast. Yeah. Uh, fast forward here. So she jumped on. We yeah. recorded it in the... Uh, business center at yes. the hotel room. Those clearly exist. And um, it was so fun. There was something between us that was mm -hmm. really great. And my podcast was feeling stale. So I ended up shutting that down and starting OKSIS podcast with my sister. Yeah. And that's really where the scout that stands today in her career mm -hmm. kind of stemmed from because my sister and I decided to treat OKSIS with a strategic mind. I remember mm -hmm. she hopped on a call with you in the beginning. And what started happening in those first early months of OKSIS was that we were having huge guests on. And yeah, I we, remember that. Yes, I had like a little bit of a blogger presence, but uh -huh. by no means was I in supposed to be in a room with Vanessa Rivaldi, who just won The Bachelor. Right? Yeah. And so I started to recognize the power of podcasting, but the agency started six months after OKSIS because okay. I recognized that when we would have female entrepreneurs on our podcast, our community would follow them online, yeah. their product, sign up for their newsletter, yeah. read their book. And so that's when my wheels started turning in the sense of, oh, being a guest on a podcast, which is now known as today, the podcast tour that my agency, Scouts Agency, is helping and, me And I'm going to jump in. I'm yeah. so sorry. Can you tell us exactly what Scouts Agency does? Because yes. we didn't even get to that point yet. Oh, yeah. So Scouts Agency today is the leading agency in running podcast tours for female entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So essentially, we are a PR agency. We do mm -hmm. do traditional PR, but we specialize in taking female entrepreneurs, personal brands, authors, solopreneurs, thought leaders, and placing them as guests on podcasts yeah. to tell their stories and spread their mission yeah. and business. And you represent me. Hi. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. So from this, and again, we haven't even talked about okay. Sis, but okay. Sis has now become just this phenomenon of a podcast and a show, mm-hmm. right? You guys are a part of podcast nation yes. and you guys have this audience that you've built. And then you were able to also see like, okay, wait a minute. There's a market for me helping other female entrepreneurs. Yes. Yes. To be a guest on podcast as like a PR strategy because yeah. over three years ago, the idea of a podcast store wasn't a part of an agency no. or a strategy. Yeah. No. And it feels, I feel like again, going back to that time, cause like what year was this around? This was 2019 that I started the agency. Okay. So I feel like in 2019, if I'm remembering correctly, podcasts were like a thing, yes, but were. it, but it wasn't a big thing. So podcasts were a thing in the sense that there were some main players in the space, mm-hmm. but they weren't a content platform or medium that every female entrepreneur and every yeah. best friend duo and yeah. every influencer jumped on. Yeah. That started happening in 2020. Yeah. But back then there were still some, I mean, Mads even thought the space was too saturated when we hopped in. Wow. So podcasting was something that podcasters did and uh-huh. podcasting is something that everyone does. Do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So my next question is why should female entrepreneurs even investigate the podcast space? Mm-hmm. Like what's the benefit? Because I think again, like we see marketing agencies, we see a PR agencies, and then now we are starting to see this rise of like what you do and actually people working on their personal brand with other agencies and having them kind of help and grow their name. Well, I think everybody's goal, whether you're an influencer, an author, or an entrepreneur, is to grow your business. Sure. To grow your following, to grow your sales, to grow your client load, et cetera. And so you need an exposure strategy and a brand awareness strategy. Uh, you know, we're struggling. We're all struggling a little bit on social media. To struggling. <laughs> um, and the content machine, I think, is getting to some of us as far mm-hmm. as the way we grow our businesses. And traditional PR, while incredible for certain companies, mm-hmm. like I, I find traditional PR to be the most effective for product-based brands mm-hmm. and for personal brands who are experts. So dietitians, something like that. Sure. Traditional PR, there's a really big misconception uh, amongst the landscape that traditional PR catapults your brand to the next level. Yeah. And there's, a, you know, a little bit of a disappointment at times for someone who's making a million fucking TikToks and it's not going anywhere. <laughs> And so we're both speaking from personal experience on that one. You know, so I think that everybody's looking for a new way to connect with new audiences. And uh-huh. so the special thing about the podcast strategy is that, you know, on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, you mm-hmm. really have three seconds or less to capture somebody's attention. And yeah. by all means, every strategy has to go in tandem with a social media strategy. You, yeah. you can't ignore the social media stuff. Yeah. But the podcast is the answer to the person who wants a little bit more depth who wants to get in front of an audience for an hour. I mean, there's no other digital content platform that allows you to talk to a new engaged audience for up to an hour. Yeah. And I think in a world of curation and filters and editing and even journalists edit an article and make you sound however they want Mm -hmm. you to sound, podcasting is really intimate and vulnerable. And I think we both know with the rise of the personal brand that People are doing business with founders. They're not really doing business with products or services anymore. They do it because they resonate with the founder. So implementing a podcast strategy, if you're an author or a coach Mm -hmm. or an entrepreneur, is a really, really beautiful way to really connect deeply with a new audience, Mm -hmm. uh, to take the human first approach to Mm -hmm. your business marketing and to develop that loyal, loyal new community member that comes in through a podcast. Sure. 
Sure. Absolutely. So, and I love to, I mean, I feel like you always say this and I, you know, I feel like I want to kind of echo this, but I, one of the things that you told me early on, and one of the things I think we've both seen is a podcast is one of the greatest ways to network because it, whether or not you have fucking scam, but it is so true because it's yeah. like one of these things where we see, you know, again, I do it all the time to connect with other entrepreneurs when I actually want to hear their story or want to hear their secret sauce. And a lot of them don't say no. Like it's usually a really easy ask or a really easy, like instant. Yes. Now they have to pay agencies like myself to get on. So if you have a podcast, I mean, (laughs) I always say like, let's say you want to be a a health coach, right. Mm -hmm. Or a nutritionist coach. And you have a very specific subset. If you start a podcast, you can ask every role model you have on Mm -hmm. the face of this planet to be a guest and you are intimately networking with them. Yeah. You cannot ask those people for coffee. Yeah. You cannot ask those people for an hour in their calendar. It Mm -hmm. doesn't work anymore. So the reason my sister and I have the network that we have is because we've been able to ask all these incredible female entrepreneurs onto our podcast. And Mm -hmm. the ROI of that, not only is it the best networking tool in the world, but when I launched my book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. I called on everyone I had interviewed on OKSYS to support, just letting them know I want to send them a book or including them in a quote in my book. And collectively, the week of launch, I had, I think, around seven to eight million followers total. Wow. And that was... I didn't spend money on that. That was the power of my network. Wow. And the power of my network came because I asked these women to be a guest on my podcast. Sure. That's beautiful. Super is an instant wellness beverage brand created by moi. So good. You won't believe it's instant. It's for those seeking convenient energy sans the jitters. That's right. We put good old-fashioned broad-spectrum hemp CBD into our organic Arabica instant coffee. It's probably Arabica, but I call it Arabica because it sounds more fun. (laughs) Get super, and our hemp extract contains all the naturally occurring cannabinoids and turpentines. We include about 20 milligrams of hemp per each stick pack to give you all the fun, calm energy, plus that true entourage effect. All the benefits without getting quote unquote high, as all of our products are non-psychoactive. Get Super has been featured in Forbes US Today and was named top startup to watch in 2021 by Yahoo Finance. Also, you guys, Get Super has helped me with my anxiety. It helps me sleep better at night. I've mentioned to you guys my whole mental health journey. And honestly, this company was a just passion and project of love because of what I've gone through and what I've walked through with my own depression and anxiety. I hope that it will help you the same exact way it has helped me. So go ahead and get your 15% off by using the code under the influence 15 at checkout. That's right. Under the influence 15 at checkout. So you wrote the book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and it is kind of a collection of your story, kind of going through what you went through with bipolar, moving into really becoming an entrepreneur and the lessons that you've learned. I want to hear number one, more about the name. Cause I think the emotional entrepreneur as an entrepreneur, 
we have so much stigma where it's, you know, it's nothing personal business doesn't involve emotion. Um, I don't know what the other, I mean, there's quite a few things that we kind of go through when we're early on in our stages, but you kind of wrote this book on why it is emotional and why it does really play into your mental health and who you are in your own personal journey. What kind of led you to, to writing that or to kind of wanting to take a stance on that? Well, uh, you know, I exhibited mental health and emotional problems or challenges by the time I was four or five years old. Mm -hmm. And then those really came to fruition and started haunting me at the age of 14 when I had my first depressive episode. And then at the age of 20, which was 10 years ago, almost Mm -hmm. 11 years ago now, I was formally diagnosed with bipolar disorder and I had to drop out of college. And I went through an experience that was very clinical on mm-hmm. the mental health side. Um, I was locked up on a 5150 because they told me I was a threat to myself and society. I went through outpatient twice. I have dealt with symptoms that range from catatonia to psychosis to paranoia to suicidal ideation, hypomania, depression, and anxiety. And in, you know, between the ages of 14 to 22, I really dipped in and out of being unable to function. Yeah. And so my mid-20s were really about healing and taking radical responsibility over my emotional state and the cards that I was dealt with this mental illness. And so I am obviously no stranger to therapy and mental health work and a a lot of the scarier, more Mm -hmm. uh, clinical side of, of what mental health can look like. But when I started my business, I'll first say that I found entrepreneurship at 22 and a light bulb went off in my head. Mm-hmm. I went from the girl who couldn't even be a gelato scooper, right? Mm-hmm. Or hold an internship to finding entrepreneurship and over-functioning. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden my brain worked. All of a sudden there was a path within society that I could be successful in. And that yeah. meant a lot for me because I mean, my therapist, my doctors, and my loved ones were wondering if I would ever be able to stand on my own two feet and support myself. So when I had found entrepreneurship, I knew there was a path for me, and that gave me a lot of hope, gave me a lot of purpose, it gave me a sense of dreaming. So with this in mind, that entrepreneurship was something that lit me up and gave me a purpose and a passion and allowed me to move forward in a successful way, I always wanted to get back to that, and I always wanted to be an entrepreneur who could financially sustain herself. But yeah. as entrepreneurs don't often talk about, usually the first couple of years are like trying mm-hmm. a million bajillion things that don't actually work. Yeah. Blogging was one of those. I think I started like <laughs> a social media agency for two months, et cetera. But when I started Scouts Agency, uh, one of my main objectives was to make money and have this be a financially successful, not just viable business. Yeah. And so once it started getting real, yeah. I started realizing that even with 15 years of therapy experience, even with everything I had learned for my mental health, how I dug myself out from the depths of bipolar disorder to starting my own business that was making money, mm-hmm. I was like, this shit is fucking emotional. <laughs> and I realized really quickly that it wasn't my ability to manage my PL sheet, or it wasn't mm-hmm. my ability to come up with a genius marketing plan, or it wasn't my ability to organize the best CRM software or even come up with the best product that was going to make me successful. What was going to make me successful in business is if I managed my relationship to anxiety, Mm -hmm. to uncertainty, to risk, 
If I was able to emotionally check in at all of those challenging moments that we've had as entrepreneurs, I had one this morning, stepped outside and cried on Fifth yeah. Avenue and Hillcrest for a second, came back into the office, did my thing. That the, that was going to be the thing that either destroyed me or catapulted me forward. Yeah. My relationship with abundance versus scarcity, my yeah. self-doubt, how much I believed in myself. And so all of a sudden, I recognized that my business is going to soar proportionate to how well of a handle I had on my personal development and my emotions. Yeah. And so I was able to call in all of the tools that I had cultivated through managing my mental illness and apply them to my business because very quickly on, I said, I'm a people pleaser and now I'm in a client-based industry. Mm-hmm. This is going to swallow me whole if I don't deal with this. And so that was kind of the catapult or the realization that entrepreneurship and mental health are very, very intrinsically linked. And not only that, the entrepreneur's job is to be as emotionally healthy as possible because they really are the ceiling in which the business lives. And so wow. if you work on yourself internally, the ceiling gets higher and higher and higher for your business. And that's the reason we hit six-figure revenue in year one. Yeah. It wasn't because I knew how to run clients. I've never even worked for a PR agency, people. Like, yeah. I never even heard of <laughs> Like, I don't know any of this, right? And yeah. so... It's because I was uh, emotionally able to be resilient in that first year. Wow. I I think you're touching on, I think the way that you just said that is something that we talk about in passing, but we don't actually really understand because I think one of the things with being an entrepreneur is exactly what you said is that the ceiling ends with you. Right. So, you know, we can dive in and become these workaholics and do all these things. And I think you even saw that with my own journey with my agency. It really wasn't until I completely changed up my lifestyle, came back to kind of this why or came back to what I was doing or really took a hard look at like my own energy or what I was doing for myself until I kind of broke that next level of revenue. Yeah. And I will say, you can take this out if you want, if it's too personal for your podcast, No, that you broke your next level of revenue when you dealt with the issue of why you wouldn't commit to full-time employees on your team. (laughs) Truly. That seems like a strategic thing, right? Yeah. But it's not a strategic thing. Sure. Where was the fear in you that you had Uh to really build out and prioritize a team that was like really longstanding in W2 versus independent contractor, which is something sure. I talk about all the time with agency owners. Yeah. That seems upfront like a business strategy, but it's not. There no. was emotional, there was an emotional block. Yeah, there was fear. From there. Yeah. And then sure. once you did that, you're you're like revenue like fucking doubled in I like know. two months. It did. <laughs> it was yeah, wild. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. So I want to move into, if you're open to talking about it, which I know you are, but like, if you want to, I want to talk about this mastermind that we went through Oh yeah. because I think I get a lot of questions about, do I have a coach? And I'm sure you get this too, or do you go to therapy or who do you talk to business about, you know, friends or community or things like that. So tell me a little bit about number one, how were you able to take this mastermind and kind of use it to this next level or kind of bring you up to this next level in business? The one that we did together? Yeah. Yeah. So we joined an incredible six-month mastermind. It was a really intimate container with, it was really you, me, and our friend Lauren, mm-hmm. um, who became our friend because yeah. of mastermind. <laughs> um, but, you know, I don't have friends who are entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I have you. That's pretty much it to this <laughs> level. And that's why, I mean, you and I are so similar yeah. in the way that we operate. It's it's almost kind of scary. So yeah. I feel like since we're so similar, we can be really honest and push each other and understand those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that mastermind was a place for me to learn how to, or to have the availability to vulnerably connect to other women on those emotional lows yeah. with the fear, with the risk, with the anxiety. Mm-hmm. I remember voice noting you guys like in a total state. I felt like I was a balloon that was about to pop of yeah. scarcity after my book launch because I had taken on so much expenses and invested so much and yeah. I hadn't seen the return in four days. Um, and, um, I was like crying around my, I was like literally walking around the block screaming and crying. And then a cat was chasing me and you were on the phone with me. Like if anyone says this, this is like such a weird, like, oh my God, I remember this day. I was afraid of cats. But the point was, is that it allowed me a space and allowed all of us, I think a space for those really, really, really vulnerable moments where you don't think you're going to make it and you do have self-doubt and the the load seems too hard to bear and things feel really heavy in your business, you need a space to talk that through because those moments are normal. You are not a business owner if you don't want to quit your business once a month, period. End of story. Like we all do. We all do it, right? (laughs) And so that mastermind not only gave me the ability to express those emotions and move that energy, it also gave, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, it gave us an opportunity to be reflected back the truth because when we're emotionally really, really heightened, we don't really see the truth, right? Mm -hmm. And so it allowed a place to ground, to Mm -hmm. center, to move the energy, and then Mm -hmm. to come back to the emotional support in a way that was non-judgmental because Mm -hmm. let's face it, if I called my husband or my dad these moments, they'd be like, oh no, we're going down. But you guys were able to safely hold that and bring me back up to equilibrium. Yeah. I mean, I think that was also one of the biggest learnings or one of the biggest benefits I had too, was even, you know, I've told you my story, but in the very beginning years of Ekis, I mean, I had people say, you know, I wasn't entrepreneurial material. I had people say, you know, I had my dad being like, do we need to call this quits? Like this seems like this is too much. And I was super emotional. Like I would cry in the office. Like I I really didn't know if I was doing anything correctly and having you guys as that support, like you said, reflection, I felt like number one, I could relate to you guys and vice versa. But then you guys also kind of held this mirror in front of me being like, no, look at everything you're doing. Like, Mm -hmm. look at all the progress you are making or look at what, you know, maybe what you are doing as a leader, that's not getting you to this next level, Mm -hmm. which I feel like was, was, you know, a huge part of my growth, especially in 2021. Yeah. That that holding up the mirror is Mm -hmm. because when when you get in scarcity or when you get in overwhelm, let's face it, your thoughts lie to you. Suddenly you put on different sunglasses and you're seeing a completely different reality. And that reality is quite subjective. Mm -hmm. And so having that space for other people to reflect the actual reality, to like switch your glasses real quick Mm -hmm. is extremely, extremely helpful. And also like Everyone wants to die their first year of this. I know. That's the thing is that I don't know how many times I can say it out loud. Like this yeah. is not, it's, I was at, actually outside crying earlier today, maybe because I'm pregnant and running a business <laughs> and all this stuff, but I was outside crying. I just had a moment and like Mumford and Sons was playing and I started crying and then I reminded myself <laughs> now when I cry, it's not a, oh no, this is too hard. Mm-hmm. I need to, this isn't working. I need to back out. It's yeah. a. I made a conscious decision that I was going to live a life that stretches me. Mm -hmm. I made a conscious decision to live every single thing to the fullest. 
to experience new experiences and in experiencing new experiences, you have to go through growing pains. Yeah. It's in those moments where you're being stretched that real meaning gets kind of like oozed out of you in many ways. Yeah. And then beautiful strength forms and you have a gold statue at the end of the day, right? <laughs> and so now when I get really upset, I say to myself, this is one of those stretching moments. I am being asked to stretch. I signed up for this. I decided to not have a comfy emotional life. I decided to have an emotionally uncomfortable life because I value growth and I've seen what happens. You've seen what happens. Every single time you and I go through a business stretch where Mm -hmm. we feel like we are utterly tapped out and exhausted and don't know if this is working and are confused and scared, incredible things happen on the other end. And this is not to say pain, you know, inflict pain to create growth. It's just It's just more a conversation around accepting that really big things come with really big, hard moments. Yeah. And and reframing this idea that we are owed an easy, successful, win the lottery, fast Mm filled business life because Mm -hmm. that's just never the case. Mm -hmm. And so going through a mastermind and having friends like you, we now know those moments are a part of the game Mm -hmm. and we're willing to go through them for a bigger purpose. Yeah. My God, I don't think I could have said it better myself. Yeah, I, I think I want to move on to my next question because I think you just nailed it. <laughs> okay. okay, so gold star, gold star for you. So what is next? Obviously, I know what's next, um, <laughs> but I want to hear this new take on the emotional entrepreneur that you're moving into because you've also started the emotional entrepreneur podcast and started kind of talking more about this concept, which is such a beautiful, insanely powerful idea of, again, the emotionalness meets this businessness. So what's, what's on the horizon? What's happening? So I'm actually in the process this week. I feel like it's really becoming quite clear to Mm -hmm. me. We do have an exciting launch coming in August. So Yay. Follow me on Instagram at Scott Sobel to get notified of that. Whitney and her ex-marketing team are helping me with building that brand. Um, But I'm getting really, really clear on who the emotional entrepreneur serves and what it can be. Obviously, launching the book last year was facet number one, and then Mm -hmm. having this emotional entrepreneur podcast is facet number two. But now, really, how can we support the entrepreneurs out there who are dealing with imposter syndrome, anxiety, fear, Mm -hmm. Uh, don't know what to do when a client's upset with them, boundaries around work, all the emotional parts that come with growth. Mm -hmm. So I really see the emotional entrepreneur, and you'll find out the third facet of it in August, is going to be a destination for women to Mm -hmm. feel support, get the resources they need. And it's a a really big identity shift out of, you know, listen. I love hustling more than I hustle. And I know a lot of people don't like to, but I'm like, I'm like down with like the girl boss, like the, the boss babe vibe. You know what I mean? I really am. You just can't use that word anymore. It's just too overdone. I get it. But you know what I mean? Like I'm down with all that. I'm not someone who's going to say, you know, preach more ease in business because that's not how I operate. Sure. Um, But the emotional entrepreneur is bringing a new level of support that is emotional, that does Mm -hmm. prioritize healing that does prioritize mental health and not just rest, but nourishing rest, like really taking Mm -hmm. care of yourself. So that's kind of on the horizon, really developing this out as a resource for women who are on the, on the entrepreneurial path, Mm -hmm. but don't have that mastermind to go cry to and don't feel as if their emotions are valid in business Mm -hmm. or don't understand that their emotions are probably the secret sauce to their businesses. Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of that. 
Yeah. That sounds incredible. I, I love the destination. You know, I, th I think that's so needed. And I think too, one of the other questions I get is, you know, how do I join a mastermind or how do I hire a coach? But oh, yeah. I don't have, you know, a couple grand to, to spend. Yes. And I, I love that this sounds like this is kind of the next level to that. Yeah. I mean, it's free too. So yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, the podcast is free. The book's 15 bucks. The <laughs> launch in August will be free. And then I'm sure eventually there'll be other paid options. But if anyone really needs support today and now, I know that coaches provide a lot of one-on-one -on -one support that might be at a higher retainer, but they also support a lot of workshops for like 25, 30, 50 bucks a pop yeah. or six week programs that are you know, $800 that you can spread out over a couple months. And I do just want to say this real quick, that investing mm. in a higher ticket number mm -hmm. and stretching yourself in that is part of the process. Sure. It's part of the expansion. So if you're sitting here and saying you can't afford it, it that might be true in some cases. Yeah. And I think it's probably a lie in most. <laughs> I think, um, yeah. Maybe you can't afford the $10,000 one, sure. but there's one for $300 that you can sign up for for a couple weeks to get your toes wet. And I think that people, I, and something that I've learned so significantly is that when I invest in myself, mm -hmm. not in the nice dinner, not in the clothing you just buy, right. not in the fancy skincare, not in et cetera, et cetera. When I invest in myself, mm -hmm. my life opens up tremendously and I have gotten mm. very comfortable investing in myself. I put down cash because I understand how that opens up my life. And so if you are saying you can't afford it, I think that that is a limiting belief because there are so many ways to get involved with the coach that you admire on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Every coach, if they're a good coach, has multiple tiered options. You don't have to just sign up for a one-on-one. -on -one yeah. So this is just my invitation to comfy up that anxiety. But yeah. when I signed up for my coach, I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever done. It's so much money. Um, so yeah, I just invite you to, to maybe reframe what actually is possible for you in the level of support that you need. I love that so much. Okay. We're going to run through a couple rapid fire questions. <gasps> okay. I'm speaking so fast. Right, yeah. You're doing a really good job Thank though. You. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I know. I'm like hot and I, uh, yeah. I'm out of breath because that's a pregnancy. Uh, oh, and what's next? Um, is oh, that no. I'll have a baby <laughs> in, in November. And um, what that is teaching me in my business mm -hmm. is to cut the fat, mm -hmm. to reduce the excess things that I do that don't actually move the needle, yeah. and to get very, very clear and focused on the things that do move me forward and do light me up yeah. since my pregnancy has not been an easy one thus far. Mm -hmm. And I'm already getting used to the idea that my energy is more, my energy and time is so much more limited than yeah. it ever, ever has been. And I think that's actually a really big asset because I'm doing the things wow. that are like a clear shot to success in my opinion. I love that. Well, I mean, and yeah, it's kind of like, it kind of prioritizes a lot of it, right? Cause you're like, you know, you're pregnant you now have this whole other thing on your mind. You probably have less energy. Mm -hmm. So now you're like, I need to kind of streamline everything. Yeah. I'm actually saying no to people. I've been okay. telling myself to say no for years. Right. And now I'm like, yeah, no, I, I, I can't get on that 30 minute call to help yeah. you out with a networking thing. Cause I don't know you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so before you're like, yeah, sure. You read my book. I'll take you five hours yeah. of my day. So yeah. it's, it's been very helpful, but that's also the next thing is wow. me navigating motherhood and entrepreneurship. I love that. Okay. Well, let's dive into some rapid fire. Okay. Okay. 
What is your go-to self-care practice? Uh, probably in the morning, it's journaling. Mm-hmm. That's always kind of something that helps me move energy. And then at night, if I just feel like I'm not shutting off, mm-hmm. putting my phone away and getting in a bath or reading, but just really removing myself from technology. Oh, I love that. What are you reading right now? Right now I'm reading um, something for stone. It's finding for stone or setting for stone. It's a, I forgot the name, Abraham Bergese. <laughs> Um, it's, it's an incredible book. It's like on the bestseller list for. I'll try to find years. the link and link it. Oh, cutting for stone. Okay. It's like a seven hundred page book. It's an incredible novel. It's beautifully crafted. I'm a big literature person, so the fiction I read mm-hmm. has to be pretentiously good. Um, <laughs> so I'm reading that, and then I'm also reading Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis to work on. Oh yeah, you said you really like that. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Okay. I'll add it to my list. Okay. Um, what is your, I mean, right now your go-to mocktail? Uh, see actually flavored drinks are making my stomach hurt. Ooh, like natural, like artificial flavors or anything like that. It's interesting. My stomach is highly sensitive okay. um, when I'm pregnant. So I'll just go for my regular alcoholic beverage, which is, <laughs> I'll give that advice, which is a Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. I love that. And if you make me drink a hard alcohol, it's a skinny margarita. Hmm. Really? I don't think I knew that about you. I knew white wine. Yeah. Only if I have to do hard alcohol, I will only do tequila. Really? Yeah. I'll take a shot. Of well, I mean, and not, yeah, I don't no, want to take a shot, but if like it had to come down to it, really? I had to like enter something or yeah. save a person's life, I would take a shot of tequila. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I love tequila. So I can't drink that anymore because it hurts my stomach, but I know it's too much. Um, okay. What about your favorite podcast to listen to? Or just give me one that you're listening to right now. Okay. Oh my God. There's so many. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I, I really like Trading Secrets by Jason Tardin. Okay. Um, so, uh, because he brings someone on and he talks about the money they made and how they made it and the Ooh. numbers. And then at the end, he does a roundup with like a fellow co-host at the end. Yeah. And I'm someone who loves talking about money. I mm-hmm. love hearing about money. I mm-hmm. do this thing where I try to figure out how much money entrepreneurs mm-hmm. make. Uh, which is really, I don't think. <laughs> is that kind of like people watching when you like look at them, you're like, I wonder what they do. And you're just kind of like, well, like if someone says, Oh, we sold out. And then I look at their landing page and then I figure out how much it costs and how many slots are available. And then I add it up and figure out how much they made. I just, wow. A lot. And then I'll like look at all their services, how much it costs on average, how many clients they have. And then I'll do some quick basic math and come up with a range. I feel like I'm way too assuming now. I just love to, I just love knowing how much money people yeah, I well, I, I love talking about money. It's like my favorite. <laughs> I just love it. I scream it at the rooftops. My husband gets so embarrassed. I'm like over the. If anyone's not comfortable with money, I will tell you why you should be. So I'm the same uh, way. That podcast is really great because it it like what's it called? It reveals the curtain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. That one's really beautiful. Um, and then I'm really grateful. Melissa Wood just started her podcast. Move oh. apart. It does come out every other Wednesday, which. She just started though. I know. It's Never, okay. it yeah. Kind of sucks. And then of course the skinny confidential, mm-hmm. uh, the end my life podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Amy Porterfield's podcast. I go for marketing strategy. That one's really mm-hmm. great. Yeah. There's a bunch. Okay. I love it. Sorry. That wasn't fun. 
No, that's okay. That was great. Um, well, I'm forgetting the other rapid fire questions, but um, where can everyone find you? <laughs> I'm also never prepared like you are. I know. Is. Isn't that isn't that great though? Yeah, it makes every interview just like an Easter egg. Yeah, it's like a surprise, it's mm-hmm. a pleasant surprise. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Scout Sobel. It's okay. the best place. Has in my bio, you know, all the stuff on my okay. podcasts. And you can buy my book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, on Amazon. Okay, I'll link everything. Thanks, Scout, for going yeah. under the end of and oh shit. <laughs> behind the scenes. Oh, I'm sure. I just didn't, you know, all right. Thanks for going under the influence. I got to sign out now. (laughs) Thank you.